Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today. Here on Live by Every Word, I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. Thanks for joining us at those different locations. And, of course, our uh, programming is available in podcast form. And you can find all of the podcasts there at thetrumpet.com or wherever you like to get your podcasts. I recently became aware of an expression that uh, is either new, I think it's pretty new, or I haven't heard it before. I'm probably a little behind the times. But the expression is doom watching. Doom watching. It was uh, in an article that I read about uh, some recent television programming, and it was being used to describe people watching really some horrible shows and uh, not being able to stop looking at it. I guess they get some sort of a thrill out of it. And even though the content of the programming was so dark that it, it was discouraging and frustrating to them in many ways, they still found themselves attracted to it and wanting to uh, keep watching it. The term is a takeoff on another term, doom scrolling or doom surfing. And that's uh, fairly new as well. Merriam-Webster says doom scrolling and doom surfing are new terms referring to the tendency to continue to surf or scroll through bad news, even though that news is saddening, disheartening, or depressing. Many people are finding themselves reading continuously bad news about COVID-19 without the ability to stop or step back. So that's sort of an interesting new phenomenon, I guess, where there's a lot of bad headlines and you know, people continue to look at it and watch it. Don't turn away from it. Can't step back from it. That's pretty depressing. And in this era of increasingly bad news, we do have to step back and say, well, okay, what is God's perspective on what is going on? No doubt there's a lot of bad news, but what's God's perspective on it? Should we just look at the news and just be depressed and discouraged, or do we need to see it a different way? Well, we have to see it from God's perspective. The Bible is full of prophecies, and uh, some of them are describing some pretty awful events. And occasionally, even people that uh, have known some about God's prophecies have uh, turned away from them and the truth of them and have mischaracterized those prophecies as doom and gloom. Uh, but in all of this, there's a missing dimension in the way that people think about and discuss Bible prophecy. The missing dimension is God's perspective. If we're watching the headlines, and we should be watching and praying, Christ told us to do that, we do have to see it from God's perspective. We don't want to bury our heads in the sand, and nor do we want to just sit there and continually overwhelm ourselves, I guess, with bad news. We, but we want to see it all from God's perspective. God's perspective is what's missing. Notice this uh, quote. This is from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. This is from Lesson 16, and it's from the message from the editor. It says, The underlying thrust of all Bible prophecy is positive. It's positive. It's about the return of Jesus Christ. However, there are some very dark prophecies that precede Christ's return. 
Even those prophecies contain God's hope and love, but men refuse to understand. So how about you? Is your mind open to see God's prophecies from his perspective? Can you look at today's news and today's headlines and look at that and understand it in the light of Bible prophecy and then see God's perspective on all of it? Most people don't. They refuse to do that or they don't, don't have a mind open to it. And most people aren't interested in viewing things God's way, but that's the way we have to view it or else we're going to have a skewed perspective. Notice this prophecy about God's people rejecting his message. This is in Revelation 3. If you have a Bible handy, we could look at these passages together. Even, even God's people, many of them, turned away from his perspective, from God's perspective, and got into a negative attitude about God's word. Notice Revelation 3 and verse 14, and we'll read down through verse 20. This is about the Laodicean era. This is the era we're in. And this is about God's church falling away from his truth and not following his government. It says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot, so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing. And know not that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Verse 18, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich, and white raiment that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness do not appear. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. So this is, again, a, a prophecy about the time that we're in today and the fact that many of God's people have turned away. They've shut out his prophecies. They say, well, I just don't want to hear about it anymore. Or maybe they still have some interest in it, but it's um, not. Uh, they're not following God's direction. And he says, look, you know, you, you have this attitude of not needing God's perspective. Rich and increase with goods, don't need anything, you know, can, can figure things out maybe on their own or something like that. And really are rejecting God's perspective on things. They knew God's truth. They knew the prophecies of God, but then they rejected that message. And instead they got caught up in the cares of this world. So there's a real danger in rejecting God's prophecies or, you know, looking at them, but still not really looking at God's perspective and applying the, the lessons the right way. There are people that are very interested in prophecy, but they still don't see it from God's perspective. Many of the Laodiceans got into this attitude of seeing God's prophecies as doom and gloom. They were doom scrolling, if you will, through those prophecies, looking at them thinking it was all negative, and didn't see it from God's perspective or at some point stopped looking at it from God's perspective. I mean, there is some difficult news, of course, in those prophecies because of man rebelling against God. Even in this prophecy that we just read, 
about the Laodiceans, we see what God's goal is here. You know, Christ as the head of the church, he shows here in verse 19 that his goal is for the Laodiceans to be zealous and repent. That's the goal. The goal in, in this correction is that they will repent and turn back to him. He says clearly that he rebukes and chastens out of love to get people to turn to him so they can be blessed. So a person could read this prophecy and say, well, that's negative. It's corrective. But it's out of love. It's being done out of love to get people to turn around and turn back to God so that he can bless them. Notice Ezekiel 33. This is uh, God's perspective here. We, we, want, we want to have God's perspective on his prophecies. Ezekiel 33 and verse 11. Say unto them, as I live, says the eternal God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn you, turn you from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And so God doesn't want physical or spiritual Israel to die. His ultimate goal is for all people to repent. And the prophecies of God are warnings to try to prevent people from bringing all the problems upon themselves. The prophet Daniel understood that. Daniel talked about that. Notice Daniel 9. Daniel 9. And see what he says in verse 13. As it is written in the law of Moses. So Daniel takes us back to the law of Moses. All this evil is come upon us. And yet made we not our prayer before the eternal our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. So Daniel takes us back to the Ten Commandments. He takes us back to what God gave to Moses to give to Israel, give them guidelines, and lay out the path for blessings and also the path for curses. And say, well, if you keep my law, there'll be these blessings. If you don't obey me, these curses come. You bring it upon yourself. And so Daniel's going back to that. And he's saying that's why all that evil has come upon us. That's why you look at the headlines today, projecting forward. This is history, but it becomes prophecy for us. That's why there's so much bad news. It's because this evil has come upon us because of breaking the law of God. And as Daniel said to his people at that time, and it's to us today too, most of, the, most of what's in Daniel is prophecy for this time. He said, yet, yet made we not our prayer before the eternal our God that we might turn from our iniquities, from our sin, lawlessness, and understand your truth. See, we have to th- see these things from God's perspective. We've got to see it from God's perspective. Turn from sin and lawlessness and see it from God's perspective. That's why the problems are there. That's why people find themselves doom scrolling through negative news. Well, why is there negative news? And how do we view it? And how do we see it? Well, individually, we have to repent and change. And then realize that even though it's negative news today, it's leading to very positive news. And ultimately, people will repent. It's going to take a lot, but People will. This history in Daniel, this is prophecy for us today. The evils that we see, they can be solved by implementing God's law. And you can do that in your individual life. 
you can implement God's law and see what happens, see what changes take place. God's ultimate goal is to get people to turn to him. To get them to turn to him, he said that, we read it in Ezekiel 33, you know, why will you die? Turn to me and turn you. Turn you away from the sins and turn back to God and to God's law. God wants people to turn to him because God is creating a family. He's creating a family and he wants a family that's blessed from obedience to his law. Notice Zechariah 1 here. This is another passage that ties in Zechariah 1. We'll look at verses 3 through 4. And again, we're, we're considering why God has prophecies and, and considering God's perspective on these prophecies. And they're positive. They're for our good. They're not negative, but we have to see it from God's perspective or else we couldn't get discouraged and get into the mindset of people that just sort of scroll through negative news and, and don't understand that, again, there's uh, great prophecies being worked out and that we can individually be changing and growing and avoid the problems that are coming and that are here even now. Zechariah 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, Therefore say you unto them, thus says the Eternal of hosts, Turn you unto me, says the Eternal of hosts, and I will turn unto you. See, again, God's trying to build a family. Verse 4, Be not as your fathers, unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, Thus says the Eternal of hosts, Turn you now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear nor hearken unto me, said the Eternal. So again, there's generational history here that we can look at and see that God did come and he did warn through prophets in the past. And when people didn't listen, there was problems. You know, maybe they heard the news and they... The prophecy, and they might have been interested in it in some way, or maybe they looked at it as all negative and they didn't want to hear it. There's probably different ways people perceived it. But we need God's perspective. It was a warning to get people to turn back to him so that he could bless them. So we need to see things from God's perspective and make changes and heed the warnings, and then God can bless us, which is what he wants to do and, and really create this family. It's a, it's positive but there has to be change first. And so there are some corrective warnings for sure. Notice, again, this quote from the Correspondence Course. And uh, the the Correspondence Course is free. It's at thetrumpet.com. And you can sign up for that. It's the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. And uh, it's, again, it's free. It's a public service, an educational service. And it really will help you to... Uh, um, put the pieces of your Bible together. It's it's awesome for that and seeing the whole picture and seeing God's perspective on, on uh, these things. But it says mankind has refused to receive God's direction. Historically, that people just don't listen or they don't perceive it the right way. It says that rebellion has produced the evil world in which we live. That is why man is facing so many dark prophecies. People love to discuss Bible prophecy. Yeah, and there are people like that that they are into it. They're interested, you know, in what God has to to say, or at least what's what what's written, and they kind of maybe put their own spin on it, or maybe they actually do want to hear the truth about it to a certain extent. But they need to follow through on it. That's what we all have to do. It says people love to discuss Bible prophecy, but they reject God's view of His own prophecies, and that is the missing dimension in Bible prophecy. It's not enough to 
keep up with the news. It's important that we do it, and it's not enough even to then look at the prophecies of the Bible. That's important, but then we have to have God's perspective on those prophecies. That's what's so important. All of the black prophecies, the quote continues, could be changed immediately if we heeded God's message. God allows the evil to continue until we repent, and then man can fulfill his potential in the God family forever. See, all of these prophecies are, even the ones that are about things that are more dangerous or more serious, um, they're all positive. Because ultimately, it's getting people to turn to God. The events that we see happening in the world now, they are leading towards more difficulties. And if people don't repent, they'll continue. You know, we can't continue to be divided in this country and think that somehow it'll work out in the end. That division just spreads and it multiplies. Well, what will unify people? The law of God, it's the only thing that does. And so people need to heed that and apply it. And even if it doesn't happen on a major scale today, that's certainly an individual thing that we can work on and that we can heed these prophecies and get God's perspective on them. We need to make sure we have God's perspective on them. And then uh, ultimately Christ will return in the not-too-distant future and really get everything going in the right direction. And that hasn't happened. (laughs) That hasn't happened in this world, of course. We need that to be happening, and that will take the return of Jesus Christ. Ultimately, it's all good news. We don't want to be negative about prophecy. We don't want to ignore it. We do need to look at it squarely, but then we need to have God's perspective about it. And the way to really have that is to make sure you subscribe to the Trumpet magazine, the Philadelphia Trumpet. Of course, there's the Trumpet.com website as well that has great material on there, Uh, but also the magazine, the Trumpet uh, magazine, the Philadelphia Trumpet. It goes through the major news events that are happening, the ones that are worth really getting into, uh, because they do fulfill prophecy. There's a lot of prophecy being fulfilled, and it will just help you with your overall perspective. And you have to see it as God sees it. And so the Trumpet Magazine will definitely help you do that, along with the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. It helps us as we try to apply what we read here in Zechariah 1. Turn unto God. Turn unto me, says the Eternal of Hosts, and I will turn unto you. See, we can have God's perspective on his word, on his prophecies, and then that helps us just have everything in the right order in our thinking so that we can be excited about the future, be hopeful, but also take the warnings very seriously. So thetrumpet.com, please go to that website and check out the information there. Also request the Philadelphia Trumpet Magazine. It's a free subscription and sign up for the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.